Hi everyone, welcome to Talk Tech with Data Dave. I'm Alexis, your host of Talk Tech with Data Dave, and I'm here with Data Dave. But more importantly, I'm here with Monica Kapoor, a data expert. We're going to do a Data Dave Dives Deeper bonus episode. So I'm super excited to talk to you both. How are you guys today? Good morning, Alexis. This is Data Dave. I'm delighted to be here. I'm delighted to have Monica with us. This is a fabulous opportunity to actually be in person. So thank you. Thank you, Alexis. Thank you, Monica. Please introduce yourself. Yeah, sure. I'm Monica Kapoor, and I will say that I'm data evangelist. I have got work experience around 25 years now, from data to technology, transformation to innovations, strategy to executions. This is the gamut, and this is my world. Yeah, that's, that's, how, that's how I break in. Sometimes I am on the other side of the table, and then I change the side. And that's like a musical chair, <laughs> but that keep on adding the perspective around data. The core is always data and keep on revolving around that, giving me different perspectives. And I'm very happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. And I would love to share whatever I know. Talk Tech with Data Dave is brought to you by D3 Clarity, offering clarity for improved decision making. D3 Clarity delivers profitability multipliers through better data and digital infrastructure. For more information, contact D3 Clarity at d3clarity.com. Excellent. And you've come a long way as well, haven't you? You don't live in D.C. We're here in D.C. and you, you don't live in D.C. Yeah. So I'm here for the conference. Right. Like I keep on getting invited twice in a year for delivering keynotes at DGIQ. Yeah. yeah and a couple of other conferences as well. I'm more frequent conferences happening mm. in India. My current location is Bangalore, uh, Bangalore, India. And yeah, but then coming over here and ending up meeting people like you. Right and sharing and learning and contributing to everybody's else learning journey and then learning in return. Yeah, yeah. so these are my triggers that keeps me pulling me pulling me up. And that makes me feel young as well. Excellent. <laughs> I'm not a data expert. Everyone on the podcast knows that. I'm the one who learns from Dave. So I love coming to these conferences because I feel like just through osmosis, I learn because I get to have conversations like this with you and I get to listen to Dave speak. Although I listen to Dave speak a lot, it's, it's <laughs> such a helpful, it's such a helpful task for me to just like learn more about data as a non-technical person. So, Monica, can you tell us a little bit more about how you got into data? Where did you start your career and mm -hmm. how did you get here? We find that a lot of people in this space mm -hmm. didn't start here. They started somewhere else and became victims of poor data and then they came into the space. Mm -hmm. how, how did you get here? Okay, so after spending a few years in application development, I hit the wall. And that happened like spending just some three, four years. And initially three to four years in the perfect continuum, if you will see, it is very less. But at that moment of time, when you are sitting there after finishing your school and post-graduation and everything, and then you actually figure out that, okay, I'm going to do application development. I'm going to be a coder, right? And I'm doing coding. I was very good in, uh, in coding, but suddenly I hit the wall. A lot many things happened in 2000, 2001. Many unfortunate right. things happened, right? Industry got doomed. And I always believe in universe giving the signals and all. I said, no, maybe, you know, I'm not very happy to make yeah. my career out of coding specifically. Yeah. I started, you know, researching, researching, browsing through and all. And then I happened to know, read about data mining. Okay. And I kept on reading about data mining one day, two days, three days, right? But then I figured it out. Are there any courses? I, I started, you know, finding out. There were no courses. I'm talking about like two decades back. Yeah, yeah. 
two decades yes. back in two th- early 2000s as i mentioned i think it's not very uncommon that professionals get stumbled to some topic and then they want to make career out of it <laughs> right and you just keep diving in and keep getting deeper and you understand more and then you realize you understand it yeah but the only problem that was existing before at that moment of time which is partially still over here in the industry is that that there was not any structured course even on data so all no. your bachelor's in computer applications and everything bachelor's in information and master's in information started much later at least in india yes i'm sorry i was not having much much resources i was not that fortunate like you know kid of rich dad and then i thought okay how to make that happen because there is no end to it there are books written right. by you know famous authors that i happened to meet i happened to start meeting few years back when i started coming over, over yep. here but then only books and books is not giving me much experience and then you get frustrated so what is the best way out of it get in get in get right. yourself in whatsoever howsoever i started finding out job and i got the job excellent and that was an advertising agency okay but they advertised that we are looking for people who would like to explore the area of data mining okay i said okay and i went in and i thought that i will fail but i didn't because nice. i was having what i was having passion right i was having curiosity so my curiosity led me to explore the area more i was like almost deaf when they were talking about my remuneration i didn't care <laughs> because i wanted to pay and learn but okay. i was getting the opportunity to learn at work and right. it was phenomenal journey ever since so i always tell that to people that i actually got married to data <laughs> two decades back yep yeah we kept on like how we are maintaining our relationship because we kept on traveling all okay. the time it it you know keeps on changing so sometimes yeah. we are on the hills of data mining doing bi <laughs> sometimes we are doing the uh, data modeling and right. sometimes we find ourselves in the city of data lakes right <laughs> yeah Uh, wading through the lake <laughs> yeah exactly bi right. and while i was deep diving in my you know deep diving right. in data lakes then i realized that oh my god on the surface it's very very nice water but it's muddy exactly and sometimes it's murky down the bottom exactly deep <laughs> calls that a data swamp yeah yeah exactly <laughs> and then mushy water will produce what it will only sink you in it That's will not right. let you go go out as well but it will not let you swim and float but it might poison you if you drink it as well exactly <laughs> and soon enough i actually realized that maximum resources in any organization is actually getting in preparing that data for analytics right absolutely yes blah 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 data producers perform all this and they pollute the data as people say and then data consumers are not able to consume it and then data consumers keep on doing it preparing the data in some different staging areas but they don't do do it at the source because they are not having the rights information to do so and as a result they only need to do it again and again because data has got the nature of becoming dirty yep. yes yep while we are speaking our data is getting changed and that is our age right everything is data at the end of the day and it is very dynamic in nature because if the data is not changing then it is actually becoming static S- stale stale right. and dead stagnant stale is losing And its interest exactly. i will say it's so expensive to get the accuracy right or validity i will say rather rather than completing the data or rather than removing duplicates no that is that is still simpler because 
there will be some moment of time when you will hit the bottom and then you need to only validate your data after speaking to the authority who is owning that data. Yes, you have to get back yeah. to the source, you have to know who owns it, know what's going on. Exactly. You have to know. Exactly, exactly. So that was my journey that mm. actually took me into the area of data quality. Okay. And that happens, I will say, approximately 10 years back. So, you know, so after 10 years spending my considerable time in doing data-driven projects and everything, yeah. I realized that, oh my God, like what we are doing over here, we need to do something about it because all data migration projects, all business transformation projects will fail. Yeah. Although it, it's always being understood that data is a byproduct of business yes, or technology. Abs absolutely. But sooner we realized after BI coming in and now AI, mm -hmm. that data is not byproduct of operations and technology only. But data itself is a product and data can actually disrupt the entire Abs technology. Absolutely. Your entire technology can stop working because everything is in silos at this moment, right? Mm -hmm. No organization is having one application and one tool right. to run entire business. Mm -hmm. And they also need to speak to each other. If they won't speak to each other, it is just next to impossible to run the business. Businesses are made of their own ecosystem, of all the systems in them and all the data flowing between them. If the data is not moving, it's dying. It's dying. So it is taking me to the metaphor that I always, you know, love to give. So data is like a blood in your body. Yep. If the blood is bad, but all your organs are good, what do you think? What's going to happen next? The organs are going to go bad. It will stop. Right. Not only go bad, bad, bad and stop. So if we can't take care of the quality of the blood of the system, then it is very tough to save you or save the organization. And sooner or later, people understand that. And as we are getting onto the realms of AI, I will say, it is very crucial for anyone to secure the data and also to secure the data hiccups. Yeah, absolutely. And data is getting more and more valuable and more and more dangerous. There's more and more liability exactly. and loss or, exactly. or bleeding. You know, cut your arm and you bleed. It's the same with data these days. If, you, exactly. if your business bleeds, then that's going to be a problem. Yeah. I'm going to steal that. This is a very nice metaphor you mentioned. <laughs> because if we are saying today, data is an asset. Yes, it is an asset. But if you will not handle it rightly, it will become liability for you. Absolutely. It will. More blood will be loose. Yeah. And then what's going to happen? That also is a problem. So then I understood data quality is only one component of data governance. Yep. You cannot only keep on working. It's a very, it's very significant, important part. But then that's not the only thing. There are certain other aspects to it. Data usage, right? data accountability, data privacy, data security. So there is a whole lot of that. And that helped me to start exploring in the area of data governance. And I'm very thankful to my clients and to my customers and to the people who shouted most on me <laughs> that what this data is. Yes. Right. So I'm, I'm really thankful to them. And I'm really thankful to the bad data because you really need to touch bad to understand the significance of good. To know what good, good is. I couldn't agree more. That's excellent. Yeah. Finding the data that does not describe something. It says it describes something and doesn't. It describes something else. Exactly. So that teaches you. That shows you so much. Yes. So that's how I set across my journey. Mm -hmm. So first working on technology and then accidentally, you know, stumbling on the topic of data mining and data mining always interested me because it was like, you know, I am being detective. Right. Yeah. Yes. 
So I, I really like Sherlock Holmes and all of that. And then, you know, I sooner realized that, no, you need to go into the detail if you really want to bring certain change. And I'm a very optimistic person by nature. And I thought that, okay, if I can work onto the governance of data, then I am not only improving my life yep. in preparation and blah, blah, blah. But I will also end up improving others' lives. Absolutely. Yeah. They will do what they're intended to do rather than preparing the data or reporting on the data. It's all automated. You can right. use AI nowadays, but you can only use that if your preparation is happening automatically on right. clean data. And if your data is good and clean and actually describes what it says it's describing. Yes. Yes. Right. One of the phrases I use is I say that data describes history. It describes the evidence of behavior historically. Uh -huh. Yeah. And then mathematics describe, uh, does prediction. Absolutely. And AI and mathematics describe the prediction. The prediction is only an extrapolation of history. Exactly. If your history isn't very good, yeah. then your prediction is going to be way off. Yeah, absolutely. Your passion for this, Monica, is amazing. I am over here like, oh, I want to hear everything. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it. I, I believe in passion from people, and I will listen to anyone who's passionate about something. And you're passionate about data and data quality is amazing. I do want to ask you, from a data quality perspective, what is the biggest challenge that you're seeing right now? You've talked about it a little bit, but I'd love for you to dive a little bit more into that. Sure. So data governance, let's, you know, let's focus on that. Data is no longer a challenge for the organization to get generated. We are having a lot of digital environments now, which is actually, you know, no longer data is getting captured even in, even on the hard copies right. at all. It actually, you know, gets in, flows in, and all of that sort happens. Businesses have taken care of creating, technology have taken care of creating silos of data. Right. But now the problem is that the data actually grown exponentially. And everybody knows that data is holding potential value and that can act as a competitive advantage for them if it gets generated in the right quality. It's not only that, that you know, you will understand the data being generated and then cleaning it and then, you know, doing your work. It's also that one of my very dear leader who has played major role in data governance career in my career, he always taught me that rather than keep on cleaning the room of bad quality data, you need to close the tap. Yes, if you're not closing yes. the tap and you keep on cleaning the room, your job will never finish. Right. And Absolutely. another aspect, another thumb rule, he actually explained that to me. He also said that then it will not be strategy. It will only be operational job and operations never ends. Right. Close the tap. But then you also need to see that no plumber is coming to opening it again or not mishandling the pipes as well. Yep. Because what will happen if your tap is closed but the pipe starts leaking? Then also you are doomed. Right. Right. And there comes governance. But now in the organizations, we are having excellent tools and technologies in the organizations. But now if you will put everything together, we are owning tools and technology. It is like, you know, sitting in the airplane and asking, okay, where you are going to take me? Right. <laughs> yep. Okay. Howsoever, whatsoever, somewhere. Okay. Now what I'm going to do next? Where I'm going to do next? Yep. That's one problem. One challenge that we all are having. Yep. Second problem is that people think, that we will create catalogs and focus on metadata because that's the foundation of getting started your governance programs. But they often forget while they are doing all this, still they are creating. Data run. is moving. The business data is, is operating. Exactly. The business is moving forward. It's still it is being creating successful. more mess. It's still creating mess and it's still 
creating data and it's still pumping out. Exactly. So organizations need to define the criticality around that. Yes. And often they are not able to. But then there is another aspect that, you know, people need to understand that data is moving very fast, mm-hmm. not only entering in the system, but even changing in the system. And if you are going to take a lot of time to transform that data so that it can be used for its intended use, it will be too late. Customer is already gone. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you don't know who to find in the street because that customer, that data got changed. The name, demographic details, it is no longer, it is no longer, you know, good for you. That's the second category that I'm talking about around the dynamic, you know, mm-hmm. uh, nature of data. And third around data governance, if I talk about is data governance, other name is change management. I couldn't agree more. Most people don't think that and don't get that. But I spend half my time talking about, Alexis knows this, talking about change management and the fact that if you don't change the behavior, you don't change the data. Exactly. Exactly. How do you clean up the data that's coming out of the tap? Yeah. Change the behavior of what's going on on the other side of the tap. Dot on. Dot on. And let it flow through as clean data and get that change going, get the change moving. Yeah. And the business changing around the data. Yeah. Because it's something like that, you know, doing same things again and again and expecting different results. Different results. Right. So, okay, you want to bring a change. Then it's a change management and among people, among technology, among processes. Processes are getting run not entirely by technology. People play a major role in it. So change management and change management in any organization depends upon culture. People. 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 Culture. People's behavior. Yeah, exactly. People keep on changing. But then who creates that culture? People create that culture. Right. And then culture. Culture is based on what? Value system. Mm -hmm. Yes. So value system, it sounds very philosophical, but believe me, data governance is directly related to value system. There are different components, you know, acting in between, but you cannot defeat that. Otherwise, it becomes a kind of a fraternity in an organization who is the governing body and want to do, okay, I'm telling you, do this, do that. Nobody's going to listen to you because this might be your job. So, this might not be another. Right. So I found that when you say that, people will work harder not to do it just because you said do it. Yeah, that's another thing. Ego, they will. People, ego thing. People yeah. will. If, yeah. if you say do this, they will spend hours trying to work around your edict. Right? Yes. They'll work harder to work around the edict. Yeah. So you have to make it easier to do it right. Yeah. And guide them through that change yeah. into where they're going and slowly meld that culture into where you need it. Exactly. To be. Exactly. How we have been uh, trying to beat this challenge, I'll say, business KPIs. Okay. Don't think what is important for you because, you know, you learned in some conference, in some book from some professor. No, that's not the thing. Not everything works for everyone. Even in the same organization, if the leader, if the direction is getting changed or the mission and the vision is getting changed for the organization, is the time to see. Because ultimately, what you are doing it for You're doing it for business to prosper. It's not a social service. You are doing it for the business to prosper. So attach your quality KPIs or your governance KPIs rather directly mapped with your business KPIs. And if no mapping you are unable to do, then please don't do that. So so just building on that, one of the things that I do when I lead a number of data governance councils and that sort of thing is my first slide in every deck every week or every month, whatever the cadence is Mm -hmm. of the meeting is the vision statement of the organization that I'm working in. Lovely. And follow that with the vision statement and the operation objectives of the department. Yeah. 
that is being directly impacted by the governance activity of the day. Yeah. So that you can pull that thread of mm-hmm. we are doing this because mm-hmm. our corporate mission is X. Exactly. Here's the word in our corporate mission that we True. are following with this project. And keep reiterating and, that. And do it every time we meet, every single time. Yeah. So that everybody gets it, everybody understands it, and you're just always yeah. reinforcing. Yeah. This is a direct relation to the corporate mission like this. Yeah. Even on the dashboards, quality dashboards or governance yep. dashboards, when you're displaying your data, you're showing the trend. Show it next to next with your business KPI. Absolutely. And take get that data in the business reviews, quarterly business reviews or whatsoever annual business reviews onto the business table. There should be one slide dedicated only on data governance showing your business KPI is getting held by this because then right. you get a seat on the table of Exco. Absolutely. The language that I would use, I say your data has purpose. Publish the purpose. How? Tell people what the data is doing. Why is it operating in the business? Why is the business benefiting from this data? What is the purpose of this data? Yeah, dot on. All right, Monica, last question as we wrap up this podcast. If you had to give yourself at the beginning of your data journey some advice, what advice would you give yourself or another person who's in that situation right now? Although it depends where the person has been landed, whether they are in some specific course or some specific educational Mm -hmm. program, academics and all or it can be for the people like me that the way I started my journey doing something and then stumbling upon the topics and then you know getting interested in that but I'm coming from the age when things were not available yep today it is available wheresoever you are it doesn't matter distances miles doesn't matter so get yourself in learn more and more about the topic of interest because that is going to make your journey not only fast I will say more impactful Yep. And you need to enjoy whatsoever you are doing. It's okay to fail fast, but fail frequent. Yes. Because then, in that case, you will be able to understand what is it for you or not. But also, don't shy away. And I will say that give dedicated time or some time, whatever that particular experience is, is demanding. Because sometimes what yep. we do, we change quite often. So understand that whensoever you are trying to come out of your comfort zone, it's going to take a while to get adjusted in. So give that time at least. Yes. At least give one work experience or I will say two work experiences around that thing. If you're not enjoying, if it is not getting connected to your own self, your purpose in life, if it is not getting connected to that, then please don't do that. You cannot change the purpose of your life. It's only that that you realize it at different stages in your journey. So get connected to the topic and not only that, keep on getting connected to the people who are already in the journey a little ahead right. of you. Don't be afraid to learn. Don't be afraid to learn. Don't, Don't be, be afraid, afraid to, to connect. Ask. Don't be afraid to ask. Ask. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And then always ask yourself, why? We need data catalog. Why? Yep. We need the definition of all the attributes in the legacy applications, right? Even if they are getting into sunsetting mode, why? So keep on asking why, why, why and why because that will not only sell your story to someone else but you will be more convinced what you are doing over there and bring more value and impact. It will also give you priority of how to attack it. Exactly. Because if the why isn't strong enough, don't do it. Yes, exactly. Because there's more than enough work to do this forever. Yeah. And you have to choose your battles. So why? Why? 
and why not? What's going to happen if I don't do this? Yeah. You could get that priority laid out. Yeah. That's excellent advice. Yeah. And the second aspect, people who are already in their journey, they have just started in their journey. Data governance cannot be a monologue. Usually that happens that we get onto the monologue and we forget that for whom we are doing it. We are not running any fraternity in any university. This is something we are doing for the company, for the organization, for the business. So make them equal partner. No governance charter for respective business can be devised only having data governance and IT people in it. Business needs to be in. We need to serve them rather other way around. That, that's beautiful. That's brilliant. <laughs> I love that. I wrote down your quote here. It's okay to fail fast, but fail frequently. I think that is a wonderful concept of life, of data, of podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> I just love it. Monica, Dave, thank you so much for talking with me today. This has been an absolute pleasure. If you all are interested in listening to more topics like Monica's, we can definitely have anybody and everybody join us on Data Dave Dives Deeper. Make sure you reach out to us at talktech at d3clarity.com or uh, send us a question and we can have Dave answer it on the podcast. Thank you both so much. Thank you. And thank you. Thank you, Monica. That was spectacular. Thank you so much for joining us. And Alexis, as always, thank you. It's a delight to be here. Thanks. Thanks, Dave. And thanks, Alexis, for arranging all of this. And yeah, it's it's good to connect with with both of you and learn. Thanks. Thank Thank you. you. If you have a question for Data Dave, reach out to us via email at talktech at d3clarity.com. We'll be happy to answer your questions in the podcast. Thanks. This podcast has been brought to you by D3 Clarity. No one has time or patience to fix all of their data and infrastructure problems. D3 Clarity helps some of the world's most recognizable brands take the right action to turn their information into strategic profit making. For more information, go to D3 Clarity. That's the letter D, the number three, the word clarity.com.